welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. You can find Matt on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. You can find links to all of our social sites and where you can find us where podcasts are available at HorizonRoundtable.com slash subscribe. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. Get the game previews early. Best dollar a month you've ever spent. Uh, Patreon.com slash HorizonRoundtable. Matt, Bob. I think we're it's funny because I think uh, Kyle Malzahn, uh, who's uh, one of the sports reporters up at one of the local Green Bay TV stations, he he keeps saying that, that he's running out of superlatives for for Green Bay. But damn it, we're gonna try. I, I mean, we're, I'm we're happy to start here because I I don't know what else to say about Green Bay. Like, it's if I'm being so, honest, oh, go oh, ahead. Yeah. You 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 can lead it in. I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at in a second. Absolutely. Go ahead. Well, it's it's interesting because we this dichotomy we have within the Horizon League of of these teams, and it seems to happen every year. We have this pleasant surprise of a team that comes out and surprises everyone and does really well, and it's a feel good story, and so on and so forth, which is you know set against you know the general mediocrity or terribleness of the uh, some of the other teams but we do it every year and i'm totally good with that and this year it's green bay's turn i mean and yeah <laughs> here's the thing like when we talked to sunny wicks this summer it was clear that this dude was going to be a lot of fun <laughs> at a minimum yeah. he was going to be a good time i'm I'm, I'm, not I'm not surprised that he's been able to turn this into being a good coach. However, all of that said, did I or anybody think that Green Bay would be what Green Bay was going to be this year? Not a chance. I no. mean, a couple year rebuild, cool. Like Noah Reynolds seems like a cool piece, a big piece. Okay, yeah. And then they knocked off Youngstown State without Noah Reynolds. What? Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. this Green Bay team has not passed the eye test to me on multiple occasions yet. They continue to win. And that is good coaching. First off, like that just tells you oh, yeah. that they are doing the little things, right? We're going to get into it. Oakland lost the game because they didn't do the little things, right? Green Bay continues to win games because they're doing the little things, right? And that's just really good coaching. And you, you, I mean, you give Sonny Wicks all the credit in the world, his staff, everybody and they just keep rolling. Like, I don't know what else you say about it. They do. They're just rolling. Yeah. It's it's amazing where they are at this moment in time. From even the beginning of the season, when you didn't know what they were getting into and they were playing all these bye games, they were just getting pounded in the bye games, they turn around and come into the conference season with clearly a level of confidence I didn't realize that they had. And maybe that's from some of the surprise wins they had, the St. Thomas win, the UIC win, which, by the way, excites us all because, you know, it's UIC. The game against Youngstown State, though, that one right there, that was, I can't, to your point, I can't, I can barely describe what that was. Given that they were able to come overcome the adversity of not having Noah Reynolds, who, let's be honest, is 
in the clubhouse is probably a favorite to win player of the year this year. He's definitely they uh, up him. there. He, they go without him and lug it out with a Youngstown State team that has multiple weapons. They slug it out with a Youngstown State team that had DJ Burns have a career game. Career game. What is it, 30 points and 16 rebounds he had. God, I and, like him. And had a and had what looked like a dagger of a three-pointer in the closing seconds to get that and then be able to come out of that and get a win? Well, and you know what's funny? You talk about that dagger. There, there was a social media clip, and I don't have it pulled up, so and I don't remember who posted it, so sorry if you're listening and this was your your clip. But um, when that happened, there's a, there's a clip of, uh, I believe it was Brett Thompson from YSU, yeah. essentially yes. taunting the Green Bay bench. Oh. And you know who was still on I, the bench at that moment? Thompson, but that might have been a little premature, sir. You know who was still on the bench and would have had that directed at them in that moment was Foster Wonders, who Ooh. turns around and buries. Don't mess with the Iron Mountain assassin. Buries it. And you know what? Again, we've talked about coaching a little bit here, and I'm not going to tell you I'm Funny. the smartest basketball mind, but I've watched a little bit. The double screen that that freed up um, Foster Wonders on that was beautiful and they executed it beautiful oh, with yeah. the inbound to the big guy at the top of the key and want and wonders off the double screen free good look buried it absolutely absolutely and that was again that was a and they were only down by two at that moment in time they could have easily just went with the tie they they could have easily just went with the tie but they're like you know what screw it we're gonna get we're gonna go for the win we're gonna do it we're gonna it's now or never why wouldn't you if you're Green Bay the right now? You're playing with house money. It's amazing. It's house money. I mean, yeah. It's great. It is insane. And it is, once again, Matt, say the line. Horizon going to horizon. That's right. But I will say, as much as horizon going to horizon, and it did, we, yeah, we, have yeah. a, we have, at least for a minute, a little separation. We ha- we, we have do. some clear yes. separation in some teams for 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 a moment, we, a little moment of clarity that's not going to last. If you think it's oh, going no. to last, you're wrong. But it's not. Yeah, that is not the Horizon League way. <laughs> not but, even close. But for the moment, we we have clarity. We, we have Green Bay a game up, sitting in first place by themselves. Great. We, we have do. Oakland in second, a game up on YSU, a game behind Green Bay, second by themselves. We have yes. YSU in third, game behind by Oakland, them. game ahead of Wright State in third by themselves. And then it gets a little uh, horizon. Then it gets a that. little murky. Yeah, of course, because it's a little murky but, there. But at least for now, we have a clear one, two, three. We do. And they've all we beaten up on do. each other, except for Oakland, YSU, where Oakland took two. But otherwise, I mean, like we're just. True. It is absolutely true. Well, and, and the, the the other thing that I will say is really, really big about this Green Bay win at YSU is the way the Horizon tiebreakers play out, which is a whole cluster in itself. But one <laughs> of those tiebreakers is head-to-head against the next-ranked teams, and Oakland really had a strong advantage having swept YSU. 
But yeah. Green Bay getting the win at YSU is really big on potential tiebreakers coming down the, the stretch here. Especially when you consider that YSU has got to go back up to Green, got to go up to Green Bay and play them in Green Bay. Right. And it's not going to be at the Rush Center either. It's going to be at Crest. And Crest is a little more of an intimate uh, venue for them. So there's going to be, it's going to be insane. That Oakland, game. Oakland really thought they had a major advantage. It seemed they would, a major advantage with a win at Beatley Center earlier in the year. Yeah. They did. Um, turns out not to be at the moment. Not as not might not be the advantage that it, it appeared it was going to be. Which I mean, again, it's just end of the day. Credit goes to Green Bay because they are better than anybody could have anticipated outside of potentially Sonny Wicks, who apparently does keep receipts. So uh, I'm sure we're all oh, yeah. going to hear about it. And you know what? Oh, we. I'll take that on the chin. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I I think we we've been taking we've been pretty much doing the mea culpa take the L thing for a while now, and we'll continue to do that gleefully, happily. So we we are probably gonna need. Let's go ahead and talk about Oakland because again, Oakland had the chance to stay tied with with Green Bay, and that did not happen this weekend. What is it with playing at Truist Arena for some teams that just doesn't work for anybody? Oakland struggles there, and I don't understand why, because it's not a great home court advantage, which is a sad thing, because it's a beautiful arena, and they just don't really get the environment that I think that they should. But that's a yeah. different conversation. We've hashed that out with Craven in the past. Like, it's just a thing. It is what it is. But like, Weird. Yeah. What I mean, what a beautiful venue. It should Everything's be, but it is there. It doesn't make yeah. sense. But all that said, Oakland just doesn't play well there. And in this case they had the opportunity to win the game and straight up didn't they, they had yeah. veteran players make stupid mistakes, including rocket watch at the end of the first half, which got him benched for the entire second half. And pretty much most of the right state game. If we're being honest, he saw the floor, but very I was little. about to put him in a milk carton. Cause I don't think I saw him during the right state game. I asked somebody traveling with the team after that the NKU game, if they'd seen rocket and they said, actually I haven't. So as far well, as I know, you need to explain to me what exactly happened to cause Rocket to get Thanos snapped. So Rocket Watts has been a fantastic on-ball defender all year. And not that Oakland plays a lot of on-ball, but when they have, it's been called on Rocket to defend the other team's best player. And so with a couple seconds, I think there was like five seconds left in the first half, Oakland is up. Rocket is brought in, makes a fantastic defensive play with about three seconds still left on the clock, gets the ball and heaves it from half court where it's an air ball and goes out of bounds with about two and a half seconds now back to NKU. He had thing I've seen. He didn't know how much time was on the clock, had enough time to run in and dunk that, at least lay it up. It was a, oh, yeah. he, there was nobody around him. He had plenty of time for two easy points. However, in turning the ball back over, this became NKU's ball who got it to half court, called a timeout, got it into work, who hits a buzzer beater and hits hits a three. That becomes a five-point um, difference right there. On a mistake. And it was a difference in the game, really. Well, you had that one. You also had an... And I, I, be, I, wanna, I have to preface this for anyone that cares. I have been incredibly, incredibly... Um, what's the word I want? Words are hard today. Oh, my gosh. Complimentary. Yeah. That's the word I want. Complimentary of Mr. Blake Lampman. He has been 
terrific. I said last week on the podcast, he should be player of the week. And he was co-player of the week. I think that was crap. Either way, um, he's been really, really good. However, in this NKU game, with they were up four. And uh, NKU got a breakaway. And Lampman chased it down and didn't make a play on the ball. So instead of probably giving up two points, it became a flagrant foul. And uh, became a four-point swing, tying the game. That's a mistake you don't expect from a fifth-year senior. Like you got, you got, and he, and he's a smart basketball man. You got to be better than that. He made a mistake. It happens. Those mistakes cost Oakland that game because if you look at the box score, Oakland was Goki, Golki, and Lantman both hitting from three. Well, Townsend crushing it. Like all the things were there that that should have been. Like if you look at that box score, that should have been an Oakland win, and it wasn't. And it came down to little plays. But I will say, as far as Lampman goes, there was a moment in the right state game towards the end, similar situation. Lampman chased him down, didn't make a play, or didn't even try, let let it go, gave up the two points, learned his mistake. Oakland ends up walking away pretty comfortably from, from right state. You know, it's those mistakes, though, that you have to, you know, and when you have an old veteran team, you don't expect to see them. And with the NKU game, that's what happened. Between the Rocket mistake, the Lampman mistake, and just a couple of the little things, nothing nothing drastic as those but like it's those little things that come that that matter and a lot of it also comes down to credit to nku um i think a teaser doesn't get enough credit in this league right now um i think he's a force an absolute force because he's an athletic big kind of like chris oh, yeah. brandon but more skilled absolutely chris brandon was good but chris brandon was super athletic but not necessarily skilled in the way that a teaser is skilled with with the ball with around the basket scoring like he's doing everything and he's beating teams like Oakland with that athleticism and I don't you know a lot there's always a lot of talk especially around Oakland circles around there's there's no one that can keep up with Townsend because if you put a true big on him he's going to bull past if you put someone Mm -hmm. fast enough to keep up with Townsend he's going to bully them Etijere is that kryptonite that turned out to be the case that definitely turned out to be the case also, but, you know, it does help. But also, again, it doesn't help to have a guy like Mark Wesbrook still on your team. And, which incidentally is kind of my segue to congratulating Mark Wesbrook on becoming the all-time leading scorer in NKU history. Absolutely. And you know what? Well-deserved. Um, it's, it's a bummer that Drew McDonald couldn't be in the building because Drew McDonald's usually the uh, color guy. Oh, for yeah, NKU. that is true. And it he had a prior and get a Yeah. He would be available and... What do you do? Yeah, I know it sucks, but you know, it is what it is. But it was it was it was nice that they were able to get he was able to get that done at home. Um, it was against Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy is still Detroit Mercy. They're still just not very good, but they continue to stay in game. Like they're they're right there. Indeed. Right there with Wright State after what looked like a blowout. All of a sudden, that game got real tight. Well, that's because Wright State doesn't play any defense. Again. How often Still. do you see that? How often do you see that? How often have you seen that this season? And I mean, it turns out if you... Letting... Oh, go ahead. No, no. It's like, once again, Wright State makes things interesting in the way they shouldn't be making things interesting because of the defense problem. Which Turns out if you play defense if you play defense against Wright State, you got a good chance of winning. Yeah. Yes. As Oakland figured out on on Saturday, because they held Wright State to 60 points. 
I couldn't believe it. They they dominated that game on the defensive end. They, 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 I mean, they, they, they controlled the pace, too. And that was they huge. really did. That wasn't, yeah, they really took Wright State out of it, out of the rhythm. And I, I, of course, watched that game, and, and I forgot Tanner Holden's on Wright State at times, which I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, and I think he had, like, I think he had, he was in double digits against Oakland, but it was a really quiet double digits. Yeah. And, and one other thing about that Oakland Wright State game is that Oakland made the their bigs disappear. And Buru was a big part of that. Dude is we a beast. I know. He just, he made, he, you know, we, we, we talk about AJ Braun and Brandon Noel. And those are the guys who should be getting it done and should be the premier front court in the Horizon League. And Buru was like, nah, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Well, And and he the, did. The thing with Oakland, and not to, I always try to make sure I don't get too deep into Oakland, because obviously it's what I'm most, most familiar with, is Oakland had to play some more depth against Wright State than they yeah. get, did against NKU. Part of that being that Conway is now playing with a broken thumb on his shooting hand. Not ideal. Um, but it's like displaced. So it's one of those things that it's broken, but you're going to play through it and it's going to suck, but there's nothing you can do about it. Kind of deal is my understanding. Um, but either way that sucks. But with all that, um, you know, we had, we didn't see tone Hunter at NKU. We saw a bunch of tone Hunter against Wright state and he was, he was a factor, you know, like, yeah, Oakland was pressed into using more depth, which is not something campy does naturally. He likes to get his eight and, and ride those eight. And he, he didn't get a chance to do that as much. And sure. I think that was for the better. Oakland's it a deep team. Certainly seemed like it. They, and yeah, they, they really are. They, they neutralized. They neutralized a lot of right state with that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm. I mean, because over the years, Oakland has had varying injury issues and depth issues, Always. and we're not really used to seeing that out of Oakland. And then fast forward to this year, and you see it. It's pretty prominent. Um, that whole next man up thing is definitely working for Oakland right now, at the right time even. So that is definitely going to be something that that we can look forward to down the stretch. And you know they definitely are going to. And to your point at the beginning of the, when we talked about it at the beginning, yes, Green Bay obviously has a much tougher schedule moving forward. So gonna be. Gonna be a barn burner. Definitely gonna be interesting. Do you know what's by uh, moving on? Do we know what's going on with Milwaukee? Because I don't know what's going on with Milwaukee, like at all. Just just a inconsistent kind of mess, and it's kind of what I expect of Milwaukee over the years. But we didn't see it last year, and I thought maybe Lundy had turned well, no. the corner. I, I think one of the other things too. I maybe they've lost too much. I don't know because Browning's obviously not on the team anymore. Duffy's out. Franklin's out. I mean, maybe they've lost too much, and it's starting to come up and creep up on them. Yeah, and it has specifically in recent games. It really seems like it. So, and that it really hurts him. And man, Faison Fields keeps getting banged up, man. Every time I turn around, he's he's getting hammered and ending up on the floor, and it's like. Dude, just I, I, I'm, I'm, cons- I'm genuinely concerned that he's gonna 
one of these games he's going to not get up for a while and they're going to lose him because that's how much that's how much he's been that's how much he's been you know pounding it in and it's just not you know for all that effort he's putting in there is a lot of i just don't get it i i mean you see the roster even without the players that they don't have even with the uh, they should be doing a lot better and there's not i mean that was there was i mean the the they were obviously in the game at youngstown state they took uh, that was an overtime game as three of them were on thursday night. i love that horizon horizon they, loved the overtime they do they're great love it um or don't love it when you're trying to pay attention and try to you know post on social media all over the place don't love it then but this is it's cool you know afterwards and they were in that game against Youngstown State and then you fast and then you go to Robert Morris and they just did not seem like they were into the game at all they had one stretch in the second half where they were close and then that was it they, they just were not it just didn't seem like they were there for that game against Robert Morris a game Robert Morris needed bad they, they need Robert Morris is scrappy. Bad. I don't get it, but they're scrappy. They are. They they are better than their record indicates. That's for sure. As you see, they 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 have the pieces to win. They we see it occasionally, but we don't see it all the time. Their consistency. If they were a lot more consistent, they would be uh, way more into this race than they actually are. <laughs> they would be better than six and eight. That's for sure. Right. But yeah, I'm looking at Milwaukee and I just don't understand what the deal is. You have all the pieces. What's going on? What's the deal? I don't know. Yeah, not sure either. I don't know. You know, it comes with a lot of the horizon. It just comes back to consistency. If you're going to be consistent in bad, okay, then be consistently bad. If you're going to be consistently good, be consistently good. But Horizon on Horizon, and we can't be consistent around here. The only thing yeah, consistent like, exactly. is Horizon on Horizon. Like, we got T. We got fourth. We got probably any everyone from fourth to ninth who are pretty much not all got consistent, which is awesome for us. Like, I mean, even Wright State at nine and six, are they really all that consistent? No. Is Cleveland State consistent? No, especially on the road. Oh God. Oh God! No. Except for this week, except for this week, apparently, because they went they went on the road, which I did not expect them to win at at Purdue Fort Wayne, and they won. And I'm like, all right, make up your which team do you want to be here? Uh, clearly, they want to be the team with that you know basically uh, where where Tristan and Aruna is the star, which is cool. I'm go with that. Um, as he should be. As he should be. Easy uh, for me. He's for me. He's far. He's an easy first teamer. Not it's funny because I didn't have him as first team last year, and I definitely have him on there now. But yeah, Cleveland State, absolutely inconsistent, not very good on the road at all. Goes in and beats Purdue Fort Wayne. Purdue Fort Wayne loses to Cleveland State, turns around and hammers IUPUI. Okay, seven and seven. Good. Okay, so yeah, and I think I'm. It, it's weird because. Purdue Fort Wayne could very well win 20 games this year. 
They could win 20 games this year and finish in eighth in this conference. Make their it most, make their sense. Their most likely finished spot as of right now is seventh. Like, and they're probably going to be a 20-game winner. They played the best game of basketball I've ever seen a mid-major play, and that was against Oakland, like, earlier in the year. Like, yeah. what a weird team to not be at the top of the standings right now. Exactly. I mean, if you want an embodiment of Horizons Gonna Horizon, the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons are that team. They just are. A twenty, uh, a probable twenty-game winner who's probably going to finish, uh, who who is statistically more likely to finish seventh or eighth than they are in, you know, in the top four. You know, one thing talking about it. statistical statistical things. One thing that we did get this week is we did eliminate one more team from potentially finishing in first place. Uh, yes, we did. Yes, we certainly did. Um, Robert Morris is- has been officially removed from that contention. That that they have that they have indeed um, by virtue well obviously by virtue of the loss to Green Bay I mean they do have another game against Green Bay but yeah I'm not seeing that um, I mean for the the race for first place and I did post this on on Twitter earlier today it's not a secret um it it's pretty much statistically down to Oakland and Green Bay for first place yeah uh, Youngstown it's, it's, State has has a slight chance a couple other teams are still statistically possible but less than 1% chance of that happening. Indeed, that is true. Uh, that was playoffstatus.com, right? That's the that's don't, our, that's don't kind of our, our a fantastic sources, Bob. Yeah, that's playoff status. I'm not the one who the, somebody handed that to us long ago and and again, um and by the way, uh Green Bay uh, uh, moving on up, they are also thanks to thanks to Robert Morris's weekend. Um, you know how we had Green Bay pick ninth. It's it's mathematically impossible for them to finish ninth now. So they will even exceed our expectations, which were actually higher than the Horizon Leagues. We we Great. were higher on them at least. We were that high, but we were higher. We Hi, were higher. We're gonna take we're gonna take the win here, Bob. We were higher than the Horizon League. We were smarter than them. Oof, not by much. I mean, not by I mean, yeah, not by much. But, not by yeah. much. So yeah, Robert. Yeah, Robert Morris is out. IUPUI is out. You want IUPUI to do better, but then we have the game, and you know which game I'm talking about this week. Oh, it's coming. And it's it's a coming. Do, are, are, do we do we officially have tipsy off rules like ready to go? Where are we no. at with that? We got to get part. We got to get John on this. John, John, got to get John off. on this. Oh yeah, seven o'clock Wednesday, Callahan Hall, IEPY against Detroit Mercy, and this may this is, and unless you know unless Wright State does something silly in the comeback game, this may very well be the last chance, the last chance that Detroit Mercy has of beating anyone. That is a screwed up statement if I ever did say, but am I wrong? No, I, I, feel, wrong I feel like there? Detroit Mercy's rolling a little bit higher than IUPUI right now. Which is funny because IUPUI just basically just you know, tossed them out of their own gym in the first meeting. And I didn't expect that. Now, mind you, of course, in the first meeting, and by the way, I'm kind of giving away a little bit some of the games preview that I put together. IUPUI did not have Jalen Counter in the first game. 
But Detroit Mercy did not have Jaden Stowe. I feel like that's a wash. However, however, Detroit Mercy had Ryan Hurst, had Donovan Totley. <laughs> None of them are there anymore. Was was Oaks on the roster at that point? Yes, he was. He only played three minutes. Well, he's not going to be playing. Well, he's, he's out with a fractured tailbone or a broken tailbone or something like that. Well, you've got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Yep, I read, read that on the old Detroit <laughs> Mercy message board. Oh, for Christ's sake. You know what? Just put all the players in bubble wrap during the week. I mean, that's basically, I mean, that's where we're at. Just put them in bubble wrap. <laughs> that's where you're at. Oh, come on. Really? Yep. So they have once they once again have absolutely no depth in the front court again. Still. Um that's a, well that's still. And this is the this is what and this is kind of the thing that IUPUI is for whatever reason, IUPUI and this is had the advantage in the front court in the first meeting. I don't get how they did, but they did. Because clearly, you know, Abdu Abdu Sam and Quanzi Samuels were a lot better than Eduardo Delcadia and Tyree Davis. They were. Um, also, they seem to get in a lot less foul trouble than those two guys. So, by the way, that's Tyree. Don't call me Mike Davis. That's true. That's right. ESPN. They fixed it after most I, of the season. It only took them a month. But yeah. I don't I don't know if I, I, I feel like I, I it's that one of those things where it's like you want to see it. You you don't really necessarily want to see it. You have to see it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, and I also reference this in the games review not to take away anything. There's a there's a morbid curiosity to that game the same way there is for like a real housewives reunion show. That's pretty much this. That's the only equation. The only thing I can equate to that. I just wish that, that uh, we had a little bit more of a staggered schedule there. Cause like, I want to watch Oakland Fort Wayne, but, but it's going to be tough. Cause I got to watch IUPUI Detroit mercy. And I don't know which, you know, am I going to flip? Am I going to just finish one and turn on the other on the replay? Like, I'm not sure how I want to handle this, but, uh, Lots Must of screens, TV. Matt. Lots of screens. Uh, Must yeah, see TV, so. and you, I mean, this is like, this is like a reality show mess that you just can't avert your eyes from, like at all. It's just, I know. I just, I, I, we shouldn't be like reveling in this because there's a lot of good games on Wednesday. You know, the the Robert Morris Youngstown State game. That's going to be a good one because, for whatever reason, Robert Morris plays pretty well at Beagley. They, at least they did last year when they upset Youngstown State. I think Youngstown State's coming in angry and going to just slap them. Oh, yeah, it's they, not Robert Morris's fault. but it, Yeah. Um, then you have Cleveland State-Milwaukee. Hopefully Cleveland State learns their lesson from the Milwaukee game. The first Milwaukee game. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Um. And then the, the aforementioned Purdue-Fort Wayne-Oakland game. And I know Oakland's out out for some revenge, too, obviously. I, and But really, the, the, the NKU-Green Bay game is the game of the night. It is. I mean, the game of the night, that's a good one. That's not going to be a, I got to look through, look at this game through my, through my fingers. Well, right. I mean, game of the night <laughs> of actual decent basketball probably being, being played. 
Yeah, and the, every single uh, yeah, and every single one of these games starts at seven, with the exception of Youngstown State that starts at six thirty. Yeah. Even the Green Bay game starts at seven. I've enjoyed. They usually start at eight. Y'all are killing me here. I've enjoyed the scheduling this year. Like I haven't minded the the change, but I would love a little bit of staggered scheduling, if at all possible, in the future, Julie. <laughs> I don't know how you could pull it off, but I don't either. I but... mean, I. Could you try, please? But, but, but I'd be happy to. It's not just, I mean, obviously it's not just the conference. There's obviously logistical considerations at each of these schools as well. So, sure. So there is that. Um, Man. Yeah. The, yeah. The Northern Kentucky Green Bay is going to, I think that game is going to be great. But especially since Green Bay is definitely going to want to get some payback for when they were down in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. Definitely going to want some payback for that one. Mm-hmm. But here we are looking at IUPUI Detroit Mercy and thinking to ourselves, got to watch it. We don't know here? why we have to watch it. We got to watch it. And it's I don't the, get it. It's the train wreck, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess. It seems kind of silly, but it is what it is, man. Oh, boy. I'd also like to point out for the for the gamblers and degenerates out there, Detroit Mercy's at least been covering the spread on on some of those. That is true. They have been indeed. Yeah, they covered. Yeah, they did cover. I don't know them, how. So. Yeah, they've been covering. Of course, you, if you are bet, if you are betting this game, one eight hundred gambler, dude. But if you you are betting this game, make sure that you follow some of the great cappers over there. Dub Club Dot Win. <laughs> who's, who's not an official sponsor, but. <laughs> uh, or ride with, Hor- follow, or ride with Horizon Boy. You seem to be doing pretty well this year. Her- oh, absolutely. I have tried to bring Horizon Boy over to Dub Club. I want that to be known. Horizon Boy is not interested. He's here for the fun of it, and that is totally valid. I'm okay with that, to too. I've tried. I know you have. But I do like the fact that this week we only, we have a win- we have Wednesday games, we have Saturday games. None of, this of consistent None of this staggering. None of this works. Yeah, we're none of this. We're gonna throw a random Thursday or Friday game at you. Well, but it was Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Saturday. So the Wednesday, Saturday makes the most sense to me. I'm I'm glad that they're, they're yeah maybe getting on the schedule here for the, to finish this. Yeah, that's great. Plus, I mean, Wednesday is Valentine's Day, so get get your sweetheart, get your get your dinners done, and get get over there to IUPUI Detroit Mercy on ESPN Plus. Because like, what says romance other than two really terrible Horizon League teams? Oh. If they if uh, I I mean I would say that whoever loses this game has to be considered the worst team in basketball, all of college basketball. But Mississippi Valley State still exists, so. They're tr- they're trying their best to keep the horizon league out of the are. bottom. I appreciate they that. They really are. Yeah. Thank you, Mississippi Valley State, because we really did. You know, we it's bad enough we got it. We we have to bring the attention to it. We didn't want anybody else to either. But we're but it's not stopping anybody, is it? No. But What's up, look- sickos? <laughs> Outside of those Wednesday games, the Saturday games are kind of more of a ho-hum Horizon League, just playing games, you know, like nothing, nothing noteworthy necessarily. So, which is funny because we have, well, yeah, I mean, let's see here: Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Detroit Mercy. All right. Um, uh, The Youngstown State, right? Cleveland State game should be interesting, if not for any other reason besides Cleveland State will probably hope they don't. 
was probably going to look to avoid losing by 25 this time. I got to say, once again, that, that game at Beagley, that Cleveland State played, worst game they played all season. And that's saying a lot. They just were not in anything. I mean, oh, man, IUPUI has to go to Oakland. They, they do have to. It's how the schedule works. They have to come to Oakland. They don't get a choice. Oh, oh man. Wow, that's going to be. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, wow. We got to. I just noticed this. Green Bay is not playing. Uh, I was only playing one game this week again. That Green Bay schedule is a little weird. and that, I mean, that's another thing looking at the Horizon League schedule. Oddly enough, the three teams that are at the top of the league right now are the ones that had played, I think it was 15 games, if I remember off the top of my head. What was it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah every, all of them have played 15 games already. So, yeah, actually the top four teams. Uh, so Green Bay, Oakland, Youngstown State, and Wright State, all four of those teams have played 15 games. And conversely, so have IUPUI and Detroit Mercy. Yeah, well, so the top of the league and the very bottom of the league are at 15. Everyone's at 14 right now, so we got to see that start uh, evening out here. Yeah, we're we're getting down to the end of it. So, um, uh, yeah, Youngstown State, I think they're going to be playing two games a week until the last week of the season where they only play one. And that one game just happens to be against uh, IUPUI, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, love me a good IUPUI game. Doesn't everybody? Oh, I'm I sorry. Everybody. No, I am absolutely mistaken. I am so sorry. I'm wrong. They've already beaten up on IUPUI twice already. No, oh. the last game of the season for Youngstown State is Detroit Mercy at Beagley. Yeah, same, same difference at Beagley. You say tomato, I say tomato. Ah, yes. The Cohill Davis getting into it revenge game with neither of them there. With neither of them there. Neither of them there. Hopefully no hamburgers will be thrown this time. You know, everyone's finding me a good hamburger toss. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I would probably throw a hamburger just to, because I'm watching really bad basketball. Can't you do any better, damn it? Nah, it's going to be a, a good time. The, hori- the horizon oh, is, is a good I'm time. I'm glad you think else, so. Right? Oh, that's going to be so brutal. I'm not even I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time I'm kinda not looking forward to it. Um oh, man. That's but that's be... a long way away. This week we've it got some, we've got a couple of, of marquee matchups. We've got a lot of just horizon gonna horizon games like I, I mean, I'm sorry, when you say marquee matchups, are are we referring I mean are are we using that are we using that word marquee a little liberally in some cases? Bob, I said what I said. Marquis doing a lot of work in some of these cases. Marquee matchups this week on Wednesday, especially. Oh, man. Hide your children, I mean, hide your wife. We doing this. <laughs> Wednesday's Valentine's Day. Show the love in the Horizon sweet. League. Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be... It's either... I'm telling you, this, this game, this, I know we're belaboring this really bad game, and it's really stupid considering the fact we've got a really good game happening at the same time with Northern Kentucky and Green Bay, which has which has regular season championship implications. It has 
First round buy implications. It has everything you're looking for. It has a vengeance angle. It has a will Noah Reynolds be back from his illness angle. All of those things. And we're talking about IEPUI group, Detroit Mercy. Because this is probably the last time, last opportunity Detroit Mercy is going to, uh, the last chance Detroit Mercy is going to have to win or be in a position to win because the rest of these games are not looking good for them, like at all. IUPUI at Detroit Mercy in Callahan Hall. Throw out the record books. Here we go. Oh, the record books. Yeah, you know they want to throw out those record books. Good Lord. That's what I said. Get us out of here, Bob. There's there's nothing more. There's nothing more. We we've set uh, the, we've set the table. You know what to expect this week. Let's do this. Yeah, as Neil Rule says, time to put the cakes on the griddle. The cakes are on the griddle. Yeah, that's right. Uh going time for you to or as Brady Labor says, time to go to uh, to you're you're heading to the Dairy Queen. I'm just gonna use all of those things, so all right, so that's going to wrap it up for us because, you know, I think we've talked way too much about the two worst teams in this league. We got, period. Everybody, everybody got a little love today. We're good. They did. That is true. So, all right, let's do this then. Let's get out of here. Uh, HorizonRoundTable.com. Uh, that's where our articles and our, where our podcast episodes are found. You can find us where our where podcasts are available, and you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. And I cannot stress this enough. Patreon.com slash Horizon Roundtable. One dollar a month level, you get early access to the game's previews that I've been talking about for the second half of this damn podcast. Go best dollar you'll ever spend. And you can cancel at any time. If you want to spend five dollars or seven dollars, we got merch too. We got awesome merch. I'm not gonna jinx it, but we may have some more merch coming on here soon. So but until then, um, Until next week, at least. Thank you all for listening.